Greetings, my name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. Every individual making these choices today will help create a legacy of good health and wellness for the next generation. In this podcast, you'll hear stories from people who have experienced awesome changes with the plant-based lifestyle. We'll also feature other amazing individuals whose voices help with our mission. Today, we're talking to a woman who says she easily lost 25 pounds and lowered her cholesterol and blood pressure after switching to a vegan diet three years ago. But even bigger than that, she says the vegan lifestyle has given her hope. And now she's passionate about inspiring the youngest vegans and helping others incorporate more vegan meals into their diets. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. Katie Clark, mom of two vegan girls, teacher, and author of I'm a Super Vegan, a children's book that aims to empower young vegans with knowledge and confidence. We're so excited to have her here to talk about her journey to a plant-based lifestyle. Thank you for joining us, Katie. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the chance to talk to you. Yes. So let's start by learning a little bit about you, where you're from and where you live now. Okay. I am located in Columbus, Ohio, and I am from Columbus, Ohio. So, <laughs> okay. So can you tell us a little bit about what the vegan culture is like in your area? I am really excited about it, actually. So in my hometown where I was actually born, it's about 30 minutes east of Columbus and the, the vegan culture is non-existent. But uh, when I moved to Columbus, I was so surprised to see how thriving it is here. There were, let's see, I think four brand new all vegan restaurants that opened last year in Columbus. So the bringing the total to around 14. Oh, that is amazing. I, it's awesome. And uh, we have so many pop-ups and events where people like myself can bring their books or whatever they're selling that's vegan related and uh, there's so much support from the community. It's a great place to be if you're vegan. It sounds like a great place to visit, too. It sure is. We've got the best science museum in the nation called COSI. So definitely a good place for kids, too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So how long have you been vegan, and what inspired you to embrace a vegan lifestyle? So I've been vegan for almost three years, and uh, when I went vegan, my husband and my two children went vegan. Yeah immediately as well. <laughs> um, so what inspired me to go vegan actually was for health reasons. So I had already cut back on consuming animals um, mm -hmm. just because I had that little bit of thing inside my head, that mm -hmm. little bit of guilt that told me I shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't eliminated it completely. But then I read a book by Dr. Greger called How Not to Die. And I was just amazed and then went vegan overnight <laughs> and then started watching all the documentaries, you know, what the health was mm -hmm. a big one still is for a lot of people. And I just, I'm a research freak. Uh, my background's in analytics. So I was just analyzing all the data and everything. And it was just crystal clear. 
So you actually went vegan overnight without a transition? Nope. Nope. Overnight. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt that I really enjoy looking up recipes and cooking and adding variety into what I'm making. So when I found all these foods that I'd never eaten before and started incorporating them, it was really exciting for me because mm -hmm. I'm a big foodie. So the whole vegan food culture is amazing and so much fun. That, that helped me. So what was the transitioning process like with your family? So for my immediate family, which is my husband and my two children, it was very easy. My oldest was two and a half at the time. And it was very easy to introduce this concept to her. I started with animals are friends, not food. And that's something any child can understand. Mm -hmm. And so for her, it clicked immediately. You know, so she she transitioned. Of course, my other was six months old, so she just did whatever. Um, uh, really, the biggest challenges we faced were from extended family members. So that that was a little rough. You know, I'm from a rural town, and uh, but it's funny because you just really lead by example. You know, we caught a lot of, of flack at first, but it's amazing how everybody came around and started supporting us. And now we go to an all vegan Thanksgiving and Christmas every year. Wow. So it's amazing. They do cook a turkey, which, you know, I'm still working on them there, but everything else is vegan. So mm -hmm. I'm really proud of them for embracing that. Yes, that's awesome. So what are some of the positive impacts that making this lifestyle change has made? Yeah, so the first major impact is to my health. So I have a disease called rheumatoid arthritis, and most people think that just affects your joints, but it also affects your heart and your lungs. And one of the leading causes of death for people with disease is heart disease. Well, after I went plant-based or vegan, my blood pressure dropped over 20 points. My cholesterol dropped, and I lost 25 pounds without even trying. Mm -hmm. So that is going to pay huge dividends for my health, uh, and I'm so grateful the other thing I think about is just being vegan has given me hope for the future. We all love our kids and I want to be around for my children. I want to live long and die short. Mm -hmm. So not only that, but just thinking about hope for our planet and seeing the benefits that being vegan does for our planet, for the animals. And wow, like if this catches on, just think all the amazing things that can happen. So mm -hmm. it's just made me a more positive person, really. Yeah, like the ripple effect, like... um like it's been really hopeful mm -hmm. in the last year. There's as more things are opening up and people are becoming more open to the whole plant-based lifestyle. It's been, it's pretty been pretty inspiring. Yeah, exactly. Especially with, um, with children, like you hope that they, like the world that they are adults in is a lot different <laughs> from the way it is now. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that next generation has this knowledge is really cool. Because think about when you and I were growing up. Mm -hmm. We didn't know any of this stuff. Our parents didn't know this stuff either. So, mm -hmm. wow, just think of what they can do. Yeah. I would love to have my girls, like, know these things and be able to pass it on to them. So how old are your two girls? Uh, five and three. And and so when you're, when y'all made that transition, your oldest, she was, you said she was two and a half? Two and a half? Two and a half -ish, So yeah. what has mm -hmm. your experience been like? raising a vegan child in a world that's mostly not vegan <laughs> oh wow well you know it hasn't been as tough as i thought it might be um 
So everybody thinks about, well, what happens when you take them to birthday parties? Mm-hmm. Well, I just bring some Oreos mm-hmm. for them <laughs> or, or, you know, just cook them a really, really simple, bake them something with sugar in it and they're happy. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, kids are easy to please, really. And I, I feel like if you instill in them those vegan values early on, mm-hmm. they're proud to be vegan. And they tell everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So it hasn't been tough. I mean, also, I do homeschool my children. So I haven't had to worry about sending them to preschool and, oh, what are they feeding them? So that part's been pretty easy, too. We also have a a group of vegan friends that have vegan children. So finding that community around you, which in Columbus, it's really easy. There's so many groups that you can get involved in. That helps a lot, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So tell us, what inspired you to write, I'm a super vegan? (laughs) Well, I had been wanting to write a vegan children's book since pretty much we went vegan because I started looking for books. And what was this? You know, a year and a half ago, there just wasn't much out there. Two years ago, there wasn't much at all. And uh, I really didn't have an idea. And I thought about it and thought about it. Six months went by and I went, you know what? vegan kids are superheroes. They are going to save the world. And it was like, ding, 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 ding. And and so that's kind of what kicked it off. And I thought about my daughter, how she liked to put underwear on her head and (laughs) put socks on her hands and run around and act like she was a superhero. And so then it just went from there and all the scenes just kind of came to life in my head. And uh, yeah, it was really fun. Wow, that's awesome that you were able to visualize it and then actually manifest it and make it happen. Yeah, I don't know how I did it because <laughs> I have no experience in the creative side of things. I've always been a numbers girl, but it, but it was kind of cool to think through it like, okay, what do kids like? Mm-hmm. What does my daughter like? And, and try to make the book really fun and how do I get them engaged? What So that, that was fun to think through and and in, when you're passionate about something, everything comes easier. Mm-hmm. So I think that helped as well. So what was your daughter's response uh, after they saw the book for the first time and hearing the story? <laughs> um, well, funny story, actually. She was coloring a picture. She was in the dining room coloring. And I got it in the mail. And I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, come on. Let's read the book. And I sat them down and read it through. And I looked at her at the end. And I was like, did you like it? And she looked at me and said, Mom, can I go color now? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> but it was funny because it's one of those things where once, you know, they've read a book a couple times, then they start becoming obsessed with it. Right. <laughs> So then it was always, you know, super vegan book, super vegan book. Yeah. And my, I have a funny story with my littlest. She was two at the time. And I told her, Clara, we're going to read two books tonight. That's it. Mommy's tired. Go bring me two books. Uh-huh. And she went to her room and came back with two copies of I'm a Super Vegan. <laughs> oh, my, I thought that was so cute. That is. She wants to hear it twice. Twice, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And 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 so, tell us a little bit about the story of mm-hmm. I'm a super vegan. Yeah, so it's about this little girl named Elizabeth, and she's running around the house and acting like a superhero. And she says, "Mom, can I be a superhero when I grow up?" 
And the mom says, yes, Elizabeth, you already are. You're a super vegan, brave, caring, and smart. And so throughout the book, Elizabeth doubts herself. Like, mom, are you sure? Am I really brave? And the mom explains all of the reasons why she is brave, all the reasons why she is caring, why she is smart. And the book uh, gives you a really general kind of high level view about what being vegan means Mm -hmm. and especially to a kid it makes it easy for a child to understand and so by the end of the book Elizabeth realizes that she is a super vegan every day she doesn't need a costume she throws off her underwear and her (laughs) socks and says I am a super vegan and and she asks the reader do you want to be a super vegan too yeah that's awesome so thank you like like y'all we spend a, we spend so much time in the library and reading books and it's like I'm always excited when I hear about a new vegan book that's popping up mm-hmm. and one of the things I read on your page was that um because your book is self-published is like how do we like because I would love to see this in my library like I would love to see it in, I know yeah like how <laughs> how do we get it in our local libraries So, yeah, that's a great question. Um, So libraries will not stumble upon a self-published book. So they they get literature that has all these books for them to choose from, and then they go through and they pick. So they will never see my book because it is self-published. However, if you do ask your librarian if they could order a vegan children's book and give them a suggestion, like, I'm a super vegan, Mm -hmm. they will more than likely go and order it for you. Okay. So that that would be a good idea. That's the best way to get it into your library. Okay. I think that'd be amazing, too. Yeah. Um, that, that was honestly my goal in writing this book was to get it into libraries because I wrote it so that any child could read it and understand and maybe develop a tolerance for other vegan children. So we'd have less bullying and more understanding. So it was really disappointing to me when I found out that that wasn't going to happen. But yeah, um, well, I, I like that. We can make it to know that that and to support this movement, we can make that suggestion. We can go to our libraries oh, and yeah. say, hey, we want to see this on the shelves uh, because I do a search periodically for like vegan books just to see if there's if they've added anything new. So it's good to know that I can go because I go to every <laughs> we're like library people. So we go to like every library <laughs> in these counties yes. around us like. We have library cards in every county in, in our area. So I'm glad to know that we can go and request to have these books, this book on the shelf. Oh, too. yeah. And especially tell your library and say, I've noticed that you don't have any vegan children's books. I think there was only one, but you do have over 200 vegan cookbooks. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So show them that there is a desire for this yeah. and kids need vegan books as well, not just adults. Yes, yes, yes. So people often wonder what in the world do vegans eat? You know, there's always the joke about vegans eating grass, just eating (laughs) leaves, lettuce. And I love that you created a Facebook page that helps to answer this question. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, absolutely. So I created this page. It's called Plant-Based Meals. It's on Facebook. If you do a search for it, it's at Clark Plant-Based Meals. I created it initially because I had so many 
friends and family saying, what do you eat? Mm -hmm. Where do you get your protein? And I thought, wow, instead of explaining this 500 times, I could just create this page and invite them to come see Mm -hmm. (laughs) for themselves. Because I think most of them just think we eat salads. And I'll tell you what, we may eat a salad once a month in our in our household. Right. <laughs> We're big eaters, so we love like the really hearty stuff. We eat a lot of bowls with a grain and a tofu and a veggie and a yummy sauce. And some of our favorite sauces are tahini-based. Mm-hmm. Do you ever eat tahini-based sauces? We were huge tahini people until we found out that one of our littles has a, a sesame allergy. So Oh, no! So, yeah, but yes, I do know how good it is. I do, yes. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, we do that because it's a good sub for, like, vegan mayo. Because we try, mm-hmm. to, we try to lean on the whole food plant-based. Yeah. Yes. side of things but uh, i'm not gonna lie like if <laughs> if the weekend comes and there's a vegan pop-up we are getting some vegan junk food <laughs> yes but during yes. The, during the week we're very whole food plant-based so you'll see a lot of that on my page as well so what are some of the things that your girls really love to eat i see like on your instagram y'all y'all are doing some really good eating <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are. And it's funny because I always say, wow, if I could find the time, I'd love to write an ebook on how to get your kids to be healthy eaters from the get go. Because mm-hmm. I, I, maybe I just lucked out, but I do a ton of Jedi mind tricks to get these kids to eat. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, one of the biggest things I think that helps is you always hear people talking about kid food. Well, that's kid mm-hmm. food. I'm like, no, there's mm-hmm. no such thing as kid food. You know, feed them what you're eating from day one. Like when, I mean, when they were, when Clara turned six months old, I just started mashing up our food. Like I wasn't giving her baby food or anything. Mm. And, and, you know, I would incorporate greens from the beginning, just chopping them tiny little bits and put it in there. And so it's normal for them. Mm -hmm. They're seeing a green every single night. That helps a lot. And I, and I think I put on my Instagram too about how, they love to stand up and show me how strong they are and no. show me their muscles and how tall <laughs> they're getting. They can tell you that kale makes your bones strong and tempeh, uh, you know, makes you grow tall. And, you know, they they know what all the food does for their body. I think that helps a lot, too. Yes, I love that. That is awesome. So, so many people assume that um, if they're they're if they if they eat healthy, they're spending a lot of money and that they can't afford to eat healthy. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you save money on y'all's grocery bill? That is so funny because I uh, cooked a meal for my mother um, just last week. And she's definitely not vegan, but she's opening up to it. And we went out and got the groceries together. We bought tofu. And she said, oh, wow, tofu is a lot cheaper than I thought. Because it was only $2 for a pound, a pound Mm -hmm. of tofu. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And she's used to paying, you know, five or six dollars for a pound of animal. So right. she was really ex- thought that was really neat. So we do a lot of tofu. We do a lot of canned beans. Mm-hmm. Canned beans are the way to go. And frozen veggies. We buy some veggies fresh, but why? I mean, when you can get them frozen and they're easier to prepare, why not? So we save money doing right. that. Right. We also buy in bulk. We buy gigantic things of rice. Of gigantic mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. of quinoa that helps a lot costco mm-hmm. yes. my favorite place <laughs> and they've got so yes. many good organic options they do too. Mm-hmm. frozen fruit we get the big old bags of organic yes. fruit for, sm- for smoothies 
Um, that helps. I wouldn't say we've saved money on our grocery bill, but we've kept it even, which I'm happy with because we're getting, mm-hmm. we're so much healthier. Yes. Yes. I love, I love those tips, especially Costco. Costco is our go-to place and they really, have, <laughs> yes, it is. We are Costco people. We're in there every week, but Yay, it's amazing. Yeah. Like how much organic and like plant-based options. It's like they get more. It seems like over time oh. it's getting better. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I totally agree. And it's the cheapest place we've found that has like organic quinoa. Like you can get a big bag and yeah, it's way cheaper that's than what you we get, get in the regular stores. You know what else we get that the kids love are dates. Ah. Have you, do your kids ever eat dates? We do buy dates and we tend to make like the healthy treats with them. But I don't know if we've just given them the date. Oh, yeah, like the bliss mm-hmm, balls. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we make those a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as like a little snack. My girls love them um, in the afternoon when they're watching a show mm-hmm. or something. Um, my oldest one, we give her nuts since she's five. So she likes like nuts and dates. Yes. So I would suggest that as a good way, a uh, healthy way to give them their sugar yes, fix. Yes, 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 yes. That is, that's a good that's a good tip too, because um, like we do a lot of we do a lot of like they have the goji berries at Costco too that we buy. I don't know if you've tried those. Oh yeah. So we do those mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we sure have. Cheaper than buying them anywhere else. So I hope a lot of people have Costco's in their area, and the membership is not too bad either, because it's a good resource. So, what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about embracing a plant based lifestyle? Okay, so a few things. First, find a community. So get on Facebook and look up vegan in your city. So for me, it was Vegan Columbus. And you will find a wealth of information Mm -hmm. in that group. You could even just throw a post out there. Hey, thinking about going plant-based, vegan, give me your biggest tips. And people will flood on there just ready to support you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The second advice I would give is I think people try to recreate the meals they already eat. So, okay, well, I used to eat chicken and mashed potatoes and peas. So I want to try to recreate that meal. But I think sometimes it helps just to go look for new things to eat. Just open up that palate. Try to find something. Go to like a vegan blog or vegan cooking blog and see, check that out. And mix those into the meals you're already making. I think it makes it more exciting. That's that's a good tip because um, there's so many so many things you can do. There's so many like websites that are dedicated to with so many ideas, and not just websites, but like Instagram pages too. Do you have any like favorites that you can share with us? Um, the Vegan Eight is a good one uh, because she only uses eight ingredients mm-hmm. for every meal. That's good. I really like Mm -hmm. that one. Also for meal planning. uh, So meal planning can be very overwhelming for people, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And there are some awesome apps and websites out there that can help you with that. So I use Copy Me That. And it's great. It stores all the recipes you find on the internet with a click of a button. You could throw your meals in the calendar. Wow. It takes me 15 minutes to meal plan Uh every week. Wow. Um, So I know it's available on desktop and it's available. It's free, by the way, also. Uh Wow. Even better. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. And it's available on Android. And I'm not sure about iPhones. Mm -hmm. I don't have an iPhone. 
but I would suggest looking into a meal planning app. Yeah, well. that's a great tip. I'm, I'm saving that one right there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, that's really good. That's really good because, I mean, anything that can make things more simple and save time, mm-hmm. like, I'm all over it. Yep. So that's right. you've published your first book, and you also have these really awesome, customizable, super vegan T-shirts. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, So I think they're just so fun. And my daughters love to wear them. So they say at the top, I'm a super vegan. And at the bottom, it says, what's your superpower? Mm -hmm. And it has a picture of a child in a super vegan costume kind of like flying over top of the earth. And what's cool about them is they're available in a gazillion different colors, any age from baby to adult, and they're customizable. So there are 16 different faces you can choose for the super vegan because diversity is really important to me. And I wanted every child to have the opportunity to have a a superhero that looks like them. So those are available uh, as well as my books to order from my website. Um, It's www.wearesupervegans.com. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So what's <laughs> the you. next thing on the horizon for you? Are, do you have any more, like a sequel coming up for? No, I don't have any other children's book planned right now. I'm thinking about doing that ebook about the healthy eating because I am really passionate about that. But um, actually, just very random right now, I'm I just formed an acoustic duo. So one of my other passions is singing. Oh. So <laughs> we've been working on a set list and rehearsing. So I'm like really excited about that right now. Awesome. Awesome. And so many talents. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people connect with you and get their hands on your book? Oh, yeah. So I'm on Instagram and my handle is at we are like letter R super vegans. Um, same on Facebook at We Are Super Vegans. Um, and my, yeah, on my website, a great way to order my book. If you're in the U.S., you get free shipping, you get a discount and some goodies in there. And I will personalize the book and sign it. And so will Elizabeth. So the website's www.wearesupervegans.com. Awesome. Awesome. And is there anything else that we haven't chatted about that you would like to add? Wow, I think you really covered it all. You did. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah you awesome. really did. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. I am so glad we had a chance to connect with you. You're like super vegan mom over here. <laughs> <laughs> you're <funny>. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love everything you're doing. And I want to thank you again for taking time out to chat with us and to share your story and to talk about your book and, and to let us know how we can support you in that too. Yeah, and I appreciate you having me. It was very nice meeting you. Thanks again, Katie, for sharing your wisdom with us. To all of our listeners, make sure you get a copy of her book, I Am a Super Vegan, and go ahead and cop one of her t-shirts also. So now we're going to shift into the pantry makeover segment. In today's segment, we are shining a spotlight on white rice alternatives. Rice does not have to be boring. Rice is a pantry staple that can be eaten so many ways. 
And there's all sorts of varieties of rice that you can find when you're out shopping. Growing up, we were mainly fed white rice. That's all we knew. We also got quite a feel of rice aroni. Did y'all have rice aroni? Yeah, we had the San Francisco treat. <laughs> I remember when I was shopping for myself back in college, buying instant rice. And that's rice that's packaged in individual plastic bags that you can boil for about a few minutes. And you have like rice in a few minutes. It's, it's kind of strange. But looking back, it's kind of strange. It has little to no nutritional value or fiber because the rice has been pre-cooked and then dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Later in life, we learned that brown rice is a more nutritious grain. And as we progressed along our journey, we later discovered black rice, which became a part of our regular rotation. Now, ri white rice is cool, but it's highly refined. And the, the processing and milling of white rice takes away the bran and the germ, which are rich in fiber and beneficial nutrients. So to compare, brown rice has four times as much fiber as white rice. And just like the wide variety of greens and beans that are available in a plant-based diet, it's a good idea to change up your picks sometimes so that you're able to benefit from the nutrient profiles that are reflected in our diverse landscape of food choices. Today we're going to talk about two rice varieties other than white and brown, and we're going to start with wild rice, which is actually not a true rice, but it's a type of aquatic grass belonging to the zizania family. And for many centuries, it has grown naturally in shallow land marshes, especially in the upper Great Lakes region of the United States and Canada. Everyone knows the Minnesota wild rice. You've probably seen it in stores. You can use wild rice in place of white rice. And because it's heartier, it's great in salads, soups, and casseroles. When you're out shopping for it, be aware that some packaged wild rice is actually not wild rice, but a mix of different types of rice that has wild rice included. Yeah, so and one good tip for that is uh, look online for wild rice. You're more likely to get something that is uh, wild harvested and a better quality and probably better pricing too. Mm -hmm. One way we like to use wild rice besides using it as a substitute for rice is to use it for uh, making plant-based patties. So we put lentils or any type of bean and mix it with that and other ingredients to make a nice uh, patty that sticks and has good texture and flavor. So... So next is one of our go-tos when it comes to rice rice, and that is black rice or forbidden rice. Black rice has a deep black color that looks more like a deep purple when it's cooked. The color comes from anthocyanins, which is the same family of antioxidants that are found in foods like blueberries and blackberries. The unique color of the black rice gives it the highest antioxidant activity of all the rice varieties. It also has more fiber and protein than white rice and brown rice. There's also red rice, which is another variety of nutrient-dense rice to add to your rotation. So a lot of choices out there if you want to change things up. For sure. Do you have a question or a topic you'd like for us to cover? If so, get in touch with us through the contact us link on plantschangemylife.com. We love spreading the word about the benefits of a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet and want to invite you to join us in the movement. So make today the day you grab a Plants Change My Life t-shirt for yourself or someone you love. Your purchase helps us carry out our mission. You can also help by sharing the podcast with others 
leaving feedback, and subscribing to the show wherever you listen. We truly appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and on Facebook. And head on over to PlantsChangeMyLife.com for additional information about the show and resources mentioned. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at PlantsChangeMyLife.com. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace.